Hallelujah. Can you feel the grace of the Lord in the house? There is, there is an atmosphere in this house right now, shifting things around. And if you have a senses of the spirit, you can go out of this service and be completely blessed for life. Because God will not appear or God will not present himself in a place and let people go back the same. So today can be a complete turnaround and a turning, a shifting in your life. For the people, it takes a step of faith. Those who came for, for food supply, it takes a step of faith. Start to look for a land. Don't, don't think about, I don't have money. No, start to look for it. And when you see, say, Lord, I'm here for you. Please release this in my hands. And then you go back and you ask him, what is the plan? And he will show you the plan. Hallelujah. And those who struggle with sickness and diseases, I want to tell you it's a lie from demonic manipulations. Your body was created to be the temple of the Holy Ghost, not the temple of sicknesses and diseases. You need to understand that, that there needs to be a divine order in your body. That it's not, oh my God, help us. It's not about what doctors or human beings say. It's about what God says. Uh, when I was in Kenya, I got a, full, a call from somebody that explained to me something. And, and, and they say, the doctors say that. I say, stop it. I'm telling you this. Do you believe me? I say, yes. I say, I'm also a doctor. Not, not a worldly doctor. I'm ordained by heaven to do what I'm doing. So I'm not ordained by men. I don't have a degree, a natural degree, but I have a spiritual degree. Yes. Hallelujah. So it's up to you to believe what we say. If you believe what we say, you will have what we say to you. It's, it's just as simple as that. Uh, people, don't, people, <laughs> people don't understand that when we say it's done, it's really done. It's done. It's done. You can go, you can even bank that one. You can take it to the bank and bank it and say. So we need, as church, we need to understand what God is doing. And uh, I don't know what the Holy Ghost is doing because I prepared a nice message, but I'm keeping on talking. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But I want to make you aware that, that the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I know that when you talk about the anointing, it can be confusing. But talking about the anointing, we are not talking about something strange. We are talking about the grace that God has given. Hallelujah. And you need to understand that every believer has that grace. If you are really born again, then you are anointed. Amen? Then you are anointed. But the anointing does not work without us working it. The anointing works as we work it. Do you, do you understand that? The anointing works as we work it. The Bible said Jesus, Acts chapter number 10 verse 38, and they said Jesus went around doing good, and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Put Act 10, 38. Next Sunday, I will see what I can do. But do Act 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now, keep it there. Don't take it out. I want, to, I want you to see something. Let's read that, what I read. One, two, three. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Keep it there. How God anointed 
Jesus of Nazareth. This is a sentence that you read all the time, but you don't catch the mystery here. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. This is a mystery. God is telling you that Jesus didn't do anything as God. He did it as an anointed one. That's why they said Jesus of Nazareth. Tracing him back to his humanity. So the scripture is saying how God anointed the man, Jesus. So when he said Jesus of Nazareth, he's talking about a man. He's not talking about God. God is not from Nazareth. God can be from Nazareth. He said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Meaning he anointed a man from Nazareth called Jesus. And because of that, the Bible says, with the Holy Ghost and with power. So there is a dimension of Holy Spirit and the dimension of power. Holy Spirit and power are not the same. The word anointed means that, that he, 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 he oiled him or he graced him. Or he put the Holy Ghost upon him. Hallelujah. He was clothed with the Holy Ghost and then with power. The word power is dunamis. Dunamis is the ability to cause changes. So the Holy Ghost was on him and God gave him the ability to cause changes. But you know what? Then he didn't sit in Nazareth. They say it. He went about. He, you can be anointed and be seated. And when you are anointed and seated, nothing happens. When you are anointed, you must stand up and go around. Somebody catching what I'm saying. When you are anointed, it's a statement of move. They say he was anointed with Holy Spirit and power. And then he took the initiative. God didn't tell him go. He went because he knew he was anointed. He went around. He went about doing good and eating whole world oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Listen, the Bible didn't say, for God is with him. For God, not God is, God was. What does it mean? From the day he was anointed, he took it from that day. And he went based on the day of the anointing. So, so, so what does it mean? When God anoints you, don't look for another anointing. Go with the anointing that he has given you. And as you go, he will confirm because he has anointed you. For God was with him. So everything you are looking for life is already given. The problem we are having is that people are looking for it while it's already given. Hallelujah. You see, God, the, Lord, the day God told me, I have provided for you. From that day, I don't, from that day, I know I'm provided for. Yes. You understand? Yes. It does not mean the money is in my account. If you open my bank account, you might got a shock and must collapse. <laughs> because you think that that guy that is doing, this is what he has. Oh my, my God. You look in the natural. Because my bank account is everywhere. 
Hallelujah. My bank account is in your bank account. It's everywhere. Just, God just needs to give you a command. That's all. That's all. Oh, you think I'm joking. If I came to him and I said, Master, you haven't paid tax. Huh? Is it Peter? There is a bank account in the sea or in the water. You, you, you don't need to go to a bank to withdraw. Go to the waters. And Peter went there. And said, so first you fish out. Look at it in the mouth. Your provision is in your mouth. Yes. Provision is in your mouth. He said, open the mouth. Now you take the money out. And then you can eat the fish. So in one move, two provision. In one move, fish. Peter never knew that, that the water could provide an account. I mean, you keep money in the bank account in nowadays. Now, 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 Jesus' money was in the mouth of a fish in the water. Hallelujah. So his wallet was in the water. Peter went and took it, and then they paid the taxes. Hallelujah. I wonder what Sass was thinking. <laughs> because his bank account shows zero, but he's able to pay tax. That is confusion. That, that, that he's not paying, reflecting his current situation. He's paying, reflecting what God has for him. So many of us, our trouble is that we are limited to the natural. You know, you can ask my children. I call them, my children know that we come together. I say, guys, we need some money here. I say, what must we do? I say, let's pray. And then we pray, Lord, we need, and we say the amount. And I say, thank you. And then after some days, I come to them and say, children, it's provided for. Listen. You must be as simple as a child. The day God told me he's my father, then I became a child. I do it in the natural and I do it in the spirit. See, when I was in Kenya now, the pastors at the they didn't know that even I had a ministry. Because they thought I was a little boy that was accompanying that. You understand? So, <laughs> so, so, the first day I preached, the pastor came and said, oh. You see, if the son is like this, what about the dad? <laughs> So we don't know people according to men anymore. We know them according to the spirit. I want to tell you this morning, if you don't move your bank account, I'm not talking about natural now. Don't go and do crazy stuff. (laughs) If you don't move your bank account, it means if you don't move your trust from APSA, Standard Bank, FNB, uh, Capitec, and what else, uh, Bank of Africa, or NetBank, or if you don't move your account in the spirit from there to heaven, you are in trouble. Why? Because there will come a time where there will be a blackout that will mess up the accounts. And then we'll go on digital currency. And from there, you are in trouble. 
But when you are from heaven, when you are from heaven, you can do, oh, wait, who is that guy's name? Oh, uh, Muller. Yeah, is it George? George Muller. You can be like George Muller. George Muller built orphanages without a bank account. Yes, he didn't have a bank account. He built orphanages. And one day, they didn't have food. We have this movie. I don't know if we lost it now. You know, people borrow things from you and don't bring it back. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who they are. We used to my books. Now I don't even know who they are. I had a, I had a, I had a city called the, the, the blood, the power of the blood. And then somebody came and borrowed it. That was it. And sadly, I think he's a minister because I don't borrow my stuff to everybody. They take it and they take ownership of this. That, that is theft. <laughs> Organized theft. <laughs> or holy theft. <laughs> now, Moody, this is, this, is, this is the first day Sunday after I'm back, so relax. Even if, I'm, if you are new here, I can tell you I can preach from the Bible. <laughs> So don't go there and say, this guy is just telling stuff. No. I take scripture and I break it down. Who has a witness for that? Okay, I do that. So if I'm not doing that today, don't come for the first time and say, oh, this is really a mess. (laughs) Next time. time. So what happened is that uh, uh, George Muller, they didn't have food. And he put the children around the table. And he said, let's thank God for the food. Empty plates. He said, first of all, set the table. They set the table. They went around the table. And then they prayed and they thanked God for the food. And they said, amen. And they opened their eyes and there was no bread in there. And they were sitting there. I'm sure the children were wondering. <laughs> ah, I call her. What is happening here? And after a while, there was a knock at the door. And it was a baker of a town. He said, George. Last night I couldn't sleep. A voice was telling me to bake bread for you. So he baked the whole night. That's why it was late. And he brought fresh bread to the door. It's a true story. You can search it. And they gave it to the children. And he said, now that you have the bread, you need the milk. And God has supplied everything. After some time, there was another knock. A guy said, I was carrying that uh, drum of milk to another place. It broke. The, the, the container broke, and for me to take it there, I'll waste it. And when I came in front of your orphanage, I say I must donate it before I waste it. They got the milk. Do you hear what the Spirit says? The Spirit says, those who trust God like Muller did will experience the same thing, for I am the God that changes not. So we are coming to a time where God wants to experience those things. Hallelujah. But, but Christians need to be 100% connected to God and 100% disconnected from the systems of the world. Because the system of the world conditions you to be a slave of the world. But the system of God conditions you to be a sons of God. And you need to detach yourself from the fear of lack of provision 
and the worries of where are we going to get it. People say, where are we going to get food? I say, why do you ask that question? You have God as your supplier. Why do you say where? You say, where do my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And I want to admonish you this morning that you must change your mind and your ways of doing things. You must, start, you must stop worrying for what you don't have. Start glorifying God for what you have. If you can get out of worries, everything will line up. Like I told you, I'm very confident of that, that my bank account is everywhere. Everywhere. So when you ask me, my God. And we try to do the same for the church. We try to do the same for the ministry. Because the demand of this ministry are too big. I'm telling you that, that the tithes and offering that come into this ministry, if you can see what we are doing and you see what is coming in, you will say, how do these people... Leon told me one day, he said, I'm sure the bank is wondering, how do these people survive? So when we look at what happened and what we do, it does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. The need that we have monthly and what we get in, it's like day and night. Yes, I must be honest with you. And then sometimes we are in a very difficult moment. I said, Lord, you told me I will not be put to shame. And then something happens. And then it changes the whole thing for that moment. Yes. The last time we were in a tight situation, and somebody phoned me and said, I promised to give to your church. It's been how many years? I couldn't. Now I'm in a position to do it at that moment where we needed the money. Not even from Bloomfontein. Does it disqualify us from our responsibility as church? No. We need to support the ministry in which we are so that God may be glorified through it. And you know, the thing is, in the book of Mark, the Bible says there were women, I think eight in total, that were giving money to Jesus. Most of you don't know that, that Jesus was being helped by women. I see the book of Mark. I will not take you the scripture. Read the whole book of Mark. You will see what I think. <laughs> if you read the whole book of Mark and you don't find it, come and ask me. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are women that were supplying the needs of Jesus. You know that? They were putting money together. Say, ah, Jesus. If he could call money from the fishman, why don't he call it in his pocket? You know what Jesus is doing? He's allowing people to be partakers of the grace. Not that he couldn't supply for himself, but he has set people to be partaker of a grace. Not that God cannot bring money in the bank account of a church, but he allows you to be partaker of a grace. And you need to understand that, that when you are partaker of a grace, you walk with a grace. So we need to come to a place where our minds are open, and then we move with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
So now I beg you, when you go to pray for people, stop begging God. Do it. Do it. You go to the hospital, you say it with humbleness and all humility in your heart. You say it, I have come here, you are not dying anymore. You go home. Go. And then you finish. Hallelujah. You need to know who you are in order to function the way God has made you. So this morning, I don't know if I preach or I didn't preach, you will judge for yourself. <laughs> Did I preach? Okay, at least I took note. I see they are taking notes. So it means I said something. Because <laughs> if you say nothing, no one takes note. But I want to finish with this. God will do nothing for the one that does nothing. God will heal no one if no one goes. God will save no one if no one preaches. He said, how shall they hear if there's no preacher? The book of Romans. So God moves at your move. Can I say it again? God moves at your move. Hallelujah. So when you move, God moves. That's how it works. If you don't move, God doesn't move. You need to take a step of faith and do the done. You do the done and you, when you do the done, the done responds to you. There was a guy that went to shave his hair. It's a known story. And the barber says, I don't believe that there is a God. And he said to the barber, why? He said, you need just to go in the street. You will see people suffering. If there is a God, I won't understand why people suffer this way. It's not possible. So the guy, he kept quiet. And he sat there. He didn't say anything. He finished to shave. And he went out. And when he got out, there was a guy, a Rastafarian, that avoids dreadlocks and the beard. And he hasn't treated his stuff for how long. So he looks like somebody that they have a side of. <laughs> so he came back to the barber. He says, there's no barber. He said, what do you mean? He said, if there's a barber, why do this guy look like this? He said, but he never came to me. He said, that's the same thing. <laughs> there is a God. But he only moved for those who come to him. If you never went to God, God cannot do anything. He said, ask and you shall receive. If you never ask, you will not receive. And James tells us, you ask, but you ask wrong. Because you ask it to spend it in your pleasures. You don't ask according to kingdom mandate and kingdom purpose. You ask it, you ask, ask it according to your own thing. Anna was praying like that. Anna was dealing with a child in the book of First Samuel. And a rival were mocking her. And every time they go to Shiloh, Anna would cry and say to God, I want a child. God was not answering Anna. Anna went to Elkanah and said, if you don't give me a child, I will die. He said, my, my God, to give a child to you. And then Anna understood. My problem is that I'm asking a child for myself. Let me ask a child for God. Amen. She shifted the focus. And she said to God, you give me a child, I give you a prophet. Because Anna has realized that Eli was old. Uh, 
and God needs a replacement. And she looked at the children of Eli, and they were in a mess. And Anna was not from the priestly order. So a child couldn't be priest by calling. She can be priest by offering. <laughs> so, so Anna decided, let me offer him in order for God to have a replacement because the replacement that I hear are not according to God. We are not doing it according to God's heart. So, so Anna had prayed and God said, and the Bible said, and God heard Anna. And Anna that was bearing the womb shifted. And that womb received Samuel because Anna asked according to the kingdom purpose. And Samuel came to the scene and was one of the greatest prophets of all time. But remember, he didn't come from a preschool line. So it means that God can give you something that you don't even deserve if you have a heart of an offering. It means if you can lay down your own ambitions and take up the ambition of God, God is able to change everything in your life. You, oh my God, you don't need to be ordained by birth, my God. You don't need to be ordained by birth. You can be a volunteer offering yourself and God will move in your life. God is looking for people this morning. Oh my God, God is looking for people this morning that maybe didn't get a word of prophecy that we are a prophet. They didn't get a word of prophecy that we are eventually. But they say, Lord, people are lost. I need to do something about it. And as you go and preach, the anointing of evangelists come upon you. And suddenly things start to happen. I was, not called as a, I was not called as an evangelist. But when I saw the need in the studio, I said, I need to turn myself into an evangelist. And now when I go, my God, you don't understand what is happening. Listen, she has some pictures in Kenya. People come, they couldn't walk. I didn't pray for them. There was a woman that came there. I said, woman, by the time I opened my mouth, you are healed. The woman walked. Yes, she has the pictures. The woman walked. I didn't even need to pray. I said, by the time I, they called me to, to preach, when I stood, the first thing, I preached for 15 minutes, I made another call. When the people were in front, I said, you, you don't even need to pray, want me to pray for you, you are already healed. That woman, my God, she started to walk like this, and then she started to run. And then, and then the people started to come from their houses. They came from their houses and coming. Then I said, Daddy, I'm finished. And Dr. Robert took the mic. My God, it was like a storm in the place. It was like a, it was like a tsunami in the place. I was standing there. I said, that's what I call my father. He, he, catches were like throwing up. People, mass. Why? Because somebody with a heart of saving other people has come into the area. And I'm challenging you this morning. What are you ready? What are you ready to do? I'm challenging people. Are you, are you able to move this morning and show to God that I have nothing but I have everything in you? God, I'm not qualified, but I'm qualified in you. I see a need, I'm going to meet that need. Lord, I'm praying, my God. We say there is outreach. We say we need 200,000. In the church, people are not able to stand and say, Lord, I don't have 200,000, but I put my hands up. I'm going to be part of this. People are sitting waiting for money. The moment you move, God will put the money in your account. So, so I'm challenging people this morning. Listen, there are many people that are dying out there. What are you doing about that? In your area, people are suffering. What are you doing about that? Get a vision that is bigger than your own head. Yes. Get a vision that is bigger than your own head. Yes. Stop thinking of feeding your family. Stop planning to feed your area. Stop 
planning to feed your, your relatives. No, you need to set yourself and say, Lord, South Africa is in need. But I'm in South Africa. I'm trusting you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So I can move by the power of the Spirit and do what you have called me to do. The anointing of God is in the room right now. And the power of God, listen, for those who are open and, and have that mind that I'm talking, the connection will come to you and suddenly you feel the power of God in your life because God is, is my God. The Spirit of the Lord says, we are in a time where I'm recruiting people that are willing, whose hearts are open, and so that I can turn them into so storehouses, so that I can turn them into storehouses. The Spirit of the Lord say, I'm looking to and fro. Who shall, I, shall I, who shall go for us? Who shall we send for this generation that is struggling? Who shall we send for this generation that is struggling? 